Yo, 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 what's going on, good people? Today is Monday, January 31st. Time is 11.21 a.m. Eastern Time. You're on one of the episodes of The Bridge, episode number 100 of The Bridge. But I've been doing this show since 2019, and this is the 100th episode of The Bridge. Get down with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush, King Kush, is all the same. Just here to bring you my humble opinion about things I like to talk about, things that's going on in our everyday lives. Uh, mainly sports, music, a little bit of politics, current events on the local, national, and global level. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about. A heavy sports weekend, heavy sports news as of last week. Going to get into uh, Sean Payton, Dick Vitale, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens denied the Hall of Fame again. Uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger's retirement. David Ortiz gets into the MLB Hall of Fame. Uh, we're going to talk about the infrastructure in this country. <clears throat> uh, Two-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's uh, his daughter and the other passengers that was on the um, helicopter crashed on uh, two-year anniversary of their uh, tragic death. Uh, what Trump said he's going to do for the people who were arrested on January the 6th. And other news that we're going to get into, man. A lot to get into on this 100th episode of The Bridge. But um, as we always start off with, the last couple of years, we're going to get into some COVID and some vaccine updates. As of right now, there are 74.3 million cases of COVID here in the United States. Over 883,000 people have died as a result of COVID. Uh, 539 million doses have been given. 211 million people have been fully vaccinated, which is at a rate of 64%. I'll read those numbers again. 74.3 million cases of COVID here in the United States. Over eight over 883,000 people have died as a result of COVID. 539 million doses have been given. 211 million people have been fully vaccinated, which is at a rate of 64%. As of last week, uh, the N95 masks have been given out. I think it was over 400 million masks that were given out to different pharmacies, different agencies, so people start receiving those masks. As of right now, different schools are still trying to decide that they are going to completely go virtual with the um, with um, with school for this rest of this um, going into a new month now. Um, but people, please, as I've been saying for the past two years, I'm going to continue to say it. If you haven't been vaccinated, please don't get vaccinated. If you have been vaccinated, please don't get the booster shot. If you can show me a better way to deal with this, but not sitting by doing nothing, is not going to cut it. It's not going to get it. So, people, please, once again, if you have not been vaccinated, please don't get vaccinated. If you have been vaccinated, please don't get the booster shot. Because, once again, that is the only way that I know how we're going to combat this. I don't know any other way that we're going to combat this Um this virus other than getting the vaccine and getting a booster shot. So people, please do your part. Do what you need to do to protect yourself and to protect others. Uh, let's, get into some, uh, let's get into some Monday morning quarterback. We had a lot of action, of course, in the NFC and uh, conference championship games from yesterday. We're going to start off with the AFC. Uh, congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. They defeated the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24 to in overtime. The, Kansas, um, the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl for the first time since 1988. Um, they were down 21 to three going into the half, going up really 21 to 10 going into halftime, and the defense stepped up. They shut can uh, pretty much shut down Patrick Mahomes in the second half, and I believe them not going for that field goal at the end of halftime it hurt them. It cost them dearly. Cincinnati's offense stepped up. Joe Joe Cool Burrow, Lamar Chase did their thing, and as a result. The Cincinnati Bengals are moving on to Super Bowl 56, and congratulations to them, man, because a lot of people did not think that – did not give Cincinnati too much chance to be in the Super Bowl this year, but 
it's nice to see teams that have never been or haven't been in a long time. So it marks the 40th anniversary because they were there in 1981. So it marks the 40th anniversary of their first time going to the Super Bowl. So congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. They are definitely an up-and-coming team. This is not a mistake. That is a young team that is going to be here for a minute, and they will not quit. To the fans of Cincy, you have deserved this. You have earned this. Congratulations, and enjoy the next two weeks because this is this is something that has been a long time coming for that franchise. Um, <clears throat> so let's move over to the um, NFC. We have the um, Los Angeles Rams defeating the San Francisco 49ers by a score of 20-17. So Los Angeles Rams are the NFC Conference champions. So they will take on the Los they will take on the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl uh two weeks from yesterday. Um everything they the Los Angeles Rams went all in. They made trades, they traded away draft picks, first round draft picks to bring in Matthew Stafford. It was a year ago yesterday when they made the trade for Matthew Stafford to become a Los Angeles Ram. They traded away first round picks, they traded Jared Goff, their former first overall pick, traded him to Detroit and brought in Matthew Stafford. And so Matthew Stafford had a pretty good game. I think he had over 300 yards passing, two touchdowns. So everything that him and his wife, I think his wife had a couple bouts of brain cancer that she was dealing with. And so everything that he and his wife had physically went through, mentally went through, from them to when she embraced him on the field and to be able to enjoy that moment with her husband, that was a good sight. That was a good look. Um, the Rams went all in. Not only were Matthew Stafford, they went all in with OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., who had over 100 yards receiving. So, a lot of people can hush this noise about Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. was the problem in Cleveland because the man left Cleveland. He has been a he he has been coming into his own, helping that team out, and he had over 100 yards receiving yesterday. So if it was not for the clutch catches of Odell Beckham Jr., the Rams might not be in the Super Bowl today. Also, Cooper Cup, I want to stop this notion that oh he's he, he's okay for a white boy. No, Cooper covers a Cooper covers a great wide receiver in the NFL. A lot of you can't blame that all on busted coverage. The man led the NFL in yards, catches, and touchdowns. That's not by accident. I don't care who you are. You can't lead the league in all three of those categories by accident or or blame every or blame all that success that it was all busted coverage. Cooper Cup is a legit player in the National Football League. It's time he got his respect, it's time he got his due. The reason you brought in Jalen Ramsey from the Jaguars a couple of years ago and gave him the maximum extension. The reason you gave you, you brought in Von Miller to help out Aaron Donald was because to get you back to the Super Bowl. So the Rams went all in, and they are now one win away. They have four more quarters, and this will all be worth it. So I just hope it's a good game. I just hope it's, a, it's, an, it's an exciting game, which I think it should be because I think both teams are going to give it their all. And these are both teams you can root for. These are both teams where whoever wins, you'll be happy for them because these are both these are both franchises and teams that you can root for, knowing their stories and knowing that they're the stories behind their players. So, Super Bowl Fifty Six is set for February Thirteenth. It will be Cincinnati Bengals against the Los Angeles Rams on NBC, starting at six thirty p.m. Eastern Time. So, definitely looking forward to that. Other NFL news: Sean Payton decides that he will be stepping. He, st- he decided to step down as Saints head coach after being there for 14, 14 15 seasons as uh, Saints head coach. Uh, didn't give. I don't know exactly what his reason was for stepping down, but sometimes you need a break, and I guess he realized that 
trying to win this, play this game without Drew Brees is a lot harder than what he thought because when you don't have a legitimate quarterback or your quarterback is always hurt or injured, it's hard to hard to be a winner in this league. So, um, all time all time winning coach in Saints history it is truly definitely the end of an era with Drew Brees retiring last year and then now Sean Payton stepping away. A lot of speculation, a lot of rumors that Sean Payton is going to take a year off. And maybe hopefully become the cow become the um, head coach of my Dallas Cowboys, but that is yet to be determined. But he said he's going to take a year off, step step back to see if 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 he wants to come back and coach. But I don't think he's done coaching for good, so we'll just have to see exactly what happens with that. But he did say he's going to take a year off. Also, congratulations to um, uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. He has decided to call it call it a career. After 18 seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I believe he is the all-time winningest um, all-time winning quarterback in that franchise's history. He is hanging him up after 18 seasons, two-time Super Bowl champion, uh, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, six-time Pro Bowler. He led the league in passing two times in 2014 to 2018. Um, his career stats: He finishes with 418 touchdowns, 64,000. 88 yards, and a career passer rating of 93.5%. So congratulations to Big Ben on his retirement. Um, probably getting to some sports casting, probably getting to some um, getting to some analyzing on different networks, but who knows. But congratulations on his career. Definitely he will definitely be first ballot Hall of Famer five years from now. So congratulations to him on his lengthy career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Also, we had a bombshell last week that believes that Tom Brady is finally hanging him up. After 22 seasons, 20 with the New England Patriots, and two seasons with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the seven-time Super Bowl champion, I believe word got out. I don't. He didn't say it himself. He didn't help. He hasn't held a press conference. He didn't say it himself that he is going to retire. But a lot of people believe that he is officially done after 22 seasons. He holds every statistical category there is since the history of the NFL. So the man, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., this is just some of his, some of his stats that you can read off. Seven-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time NFL Most player, Valuable Player, two-time NFL Offensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year in 2009. I mean, 15 times he was Pro Bowl. His, um, the, the list goes on and on. Most career wins, most career passing attempts, most career completions, most career passing touchdowns with 624, most career passing yards with 84,520. Longest career touchdown, 99, which is tied. So it's unfreaking believable. His stats, Super Bowl wins, Super Bowl appearances, everything that you could think of. The man has done it all. He has nothing left to prove. I, I, he has nothing left to prove to anybody. And I believe it's time for him to go and enjoy his family, enjoy his wife Giselle. I'm pretty Giselle. I'm pretty sure that she has had plenty to say about he should hang it up. And um, they've been having these conversations for years. So it comes a point now. It's like, what? Okay, what? What? What else do you? What else do you have to prove? What else do you want to do? There's nothing left for you to do. And I was talking to my mom yesterday. She said the only thing. She was listening to an interview with him, and she said the, he said the only thing that he regret not doing in his career was doing a Hail Mary pass. He never completed a Hail Mary pass in his career. So, But I think with all everything that you've accomplished and everything that you've done in your career, 
I think you'll be able to live without doing Hail Mary. So he's another first ballot Hall of Famer. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> they can they can put him in the Hall of Fame this year. They can put him in the Hall of Fame right now. There's, there's no need to even wait five years. It's just certain people. Why are we waiting five years? I mean, come on. Certain names, certain people with everything that they've achieved and accomplished, I don't get that, but maybe it's not for me to get. But said he's, he's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. So congratulations to him. Um, if when he makes a press conference, if he makes it official on his retirement, uh, we had some baseball news last week. Um, two notable names of Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were denied the Hall of Fame, and I think it was their last ballot, their last chance to get in. And a lot of people have different opinions about this. One is one. Some people on one side, some people on the other. Um, even though Barry Bonds never tested positive for steroids, it was that cloud, that 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 cloud that was hanging over him his entire career, and it was always that speculation. It was always never tested positive, but people think that he did. People think that he was using performance-enhancing drugs. Roger Clemens went on Capitol Hill and said he never did it, but I it's just with their numbers, with their stats, and with their credentials. Um, especially for Barry Bonds. If the man never tested positive for steroids, if he never, if you never have a test for him testing positive, to me, the man should be in the Hall of Fame. Period. I understand you got the speculation, you, you have rumors, and if you said there's a rumor said enough times, people start to believe it. I get that. But with this man, with his credentials and everything that he's accomplished, if he never tested positive, to my, in my opinion, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Period. The man should be in the Hall of Fame. Most home runs, gold, golden gloves. I mean, when he left Pittsburgh and went to San Francisco, his career didn't take a it, it, His career elevated. And a lot of people think, well, it elevated because of the roids. But you have no proof. You have no proof. He never tested positive. Uh, his head became larger and the stats went up and he played even better than what he did in Pittsburgh. If the man never tested positive for steroids, how do you know it's true? That's just my humble opinion. But want to do definitely want to say uh, congratulations to David Ortiz, Big Poppy of the Boston Boston Red Sox. He did get into the Hall of Fame. Um, he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, when you say David Ortiz, you automatically know that everything he everything he accomplished, everything he achieved with the Boston Red Sox, it was it was a no brainer to me, for him to get into the Hall of Fame. And so he was a three-time, he was a ten-time All-Star, three-time World Series champion. He was a World Series MVP back in 2013. He was the ALCS MVP in 2004, seven-time Silver Slugger Award, uh, two-time Hank Aaron Award winner, Robert Comilite Award winner, AL home run leader. I mean, his jersey is retired by the Boston Red Sox, and he is in the Boston Red Sox Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, what can you say? His MLB status, his batting average was 286. He had 2,472 hits, 541 home runs, and he has um, 1,768 RBIs. Uh, I did not know he started his career with the Minnesota Twins. I did not know that. But he finished his career, his legendary career, with the Boston Red Sox. So congratulations to David Ortiz on getting elected into the MLB Hall of Fame up in Cooperstown. So congratulations to him. 
Um, other news and sports-related news I wanted to get into real quick. Uh, Dick Vitale, he has surgery. We all know he's been dealing with a bout of cancer. And ESPN has announced he will not he will not announce any more games for the remainder of the basketball season. Um, when you think about basketball, especially this time of year, coming into the end of the regular season, getting ready for March Madness, you think about Dick Vitale. I mean, how many games, how many classic games this man has called, and hopefully he comes through it. He and the, he has surgery and comes through this bout with cancer, because trust me, when you have Dick Vitale in your in your arena and he's calling your games, and he's speaking with your team, and he's there in his presence. Trust me, it's awesome, baby, with the capital wave. So wishing all the best to Dick Vitale, and hopefully he has a speedy recovery. Um, it's been two years since the late, great Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gigi, and, her, and seven other passengers tragically lost their life in that um, helicopter crash in California. Um, a statue um, was placed there. It was on January 20th. A statue was placed there, uh, January 20th, January 26th, 2020. That was the date. And on the 26th of January, a statue of Kobe Bryant and his daughter was placed at the crash site. Um, it just doesn't seem real still to this day. I mean, Kobe Bryant was a beam of light. He was a, <laughs> he was, he was a, Ball of energy, he was that you couldn't deny. And it, it didn't matter what he put his mind to, it didn't matter what he was set his mind to, he was going to accomplish it. And still doesn't seem real. Still doesn't seem real. It's been two years since Kobe Bryant left his, his since Kobe Bryant left his earth. And my condolences go out to his wife Vanessa, the rest of the rest of his children, um, and the families of the other victims that died on that helicopter crash because. That's an awful way to leave this earth, and it's like I said, it just still doesn't seem real. Um, other news I want to get into real quick. Um, I'm just glad to see that this. I heard of saw this bridge that collapsed in Pittsburgh last week. Um, President Biden was there to speak about. He was there to speak to the people about infrastructure in this country and how it needed to be addressed. And how ironic that when he's there to speak on it. A bridge, snow-covered bridge, collapsed in which uh, there were four cars, including and a bus that was on the bridge. I believe 10 people were injured, but thank God no one died and no one got killed and lost a life on that bridge. And this country has got to be more proactive about this. We can't just have people making speeches. can't just have people saying, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We need to start doing things now because... It's this, this, this country's infrastructure is crumbling, and it's been crumbling. When you have bridges, tunnels, railways, um, overpasses, when you have these things that have that were built some 50, even 100 years ago, that there was no way that these bridges and these and overpasses and this infrastructure was made to equip and handle the amount of traffic, the amount of people, the amount of usage and weather conditions that has been going on in this day and age. 50 or 100 years ago, it was made to handle it, but things have changed. And especially living here in Philadelphia, it seems like every year they've been talking about replacing these old pipes under the city, but they never do it until there's a water main break, especially during the wintertime. And 
when you have gallons of water gushing out and turning to sheets of ice, which has become another hazard, is this we need to get more proactive about the infrastructure in this country because it's been crumbling, crumbling for decades. And it hasn't been addressed. It's been overlooked and sometimes been flat out ignored because people can make all the pretty speeches that they want, but until something is done about it, this, this, this is going to continue to happen because the amount of traffic, the amount of weight, weather conditions, neglect, all these things play a key factor in this infrastructure decaying, crumbling, and falling to pieces. And something has to be done. And it can't be just politicians or city councilmen or people just making speeches. Action needs to be taken before something like this happens again. Um, on a sad note, on a very somber note, um, I just want to say rest in peace to Chelsea Crisp, uh, Miss USA 2019, Miss USA. Um, as all everyone knows, over the last night this morning, uh, she tragically, her life ended by suicide. Uh, she was 30 years old, and um, she was working with Extra as a reporter. And I mean, um, it's just how, what what happened? What I just say she was in her apartment complex. She lives on the ninth floor, if I'm not mistaken. And I believe it says she climbed to the 29th or 30th floor of her apartment building, left a note explaining her actions, I guess, and they just took her, she jumped to her death. Um, so many questions that we'll never know, know the answers to. And my thoughts and prayers and condolences go out to her mother. I don't believe she had any kids, but my thoughts and prayers and condolences go out to her mother because as I say all, I say it once. I'll say it a million times. No parent should have to bury their child, and especially in a tragic situation as this, no parent should have to bury their child, ever. And it's just, it's so many questions. It's like just, you just want to know. She goes from being crowned Miss USA in 2019 to three years later. She go from a momentous and congratulatory high such as that to a point where she is at the lowest point where she feels like there's no way out. She may feel like no one loved her. There's no answers. She can't see her way through. And she felt like the only way that she may get rid of the pain that she was going with or going through and have some sort of peace is by ending it all. And it's just, Lord Jesus, the depression is real. Suicidal thoughts are real. There are people hurting. There are people going through things every single day that we will never know about. And just people, please just pray for those who need prayer. Be for, be there for people who who you know need to be there for. You need to be there for. Or even if if someone has crossed your mind, if someone is on your mind, give them a call. Send them a text message. If you're in the neighborhood, stop by. Just check on people because you never know what someone is dealing with. Depression is real. Depression, suicidal thoughts, feeling unloved, feeling unwanted, these are not emotions that can no longer just be swept under the rug or just tell people to get over it. It's real. And it's, 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 it's my, my heart breaks for her mom, and my prayers and thoughts go out to her mom. 
and anyone else that is dealing with these feelings. If you have a suicidal hotline, if you know of a place where you can get some help, people, please do what you need to do to get the help that you need because it's not too late. You can be, you can fix it. It's not over. You are loved. You are appreciated. You are wanted. You are good enough. And it's not too late. And I just hope that that message reached someone that it need to reach. And hopefully people will get the help that they need to get. And uh, we all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses. But we are more alike than we are different. When we can see each other as human, find common ground and interest, begin to pick each other's brain and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully. Only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between all of us. It's another episode of The Bridge. Get down with Big Vaughn Brown. Episode 100. Um, 100 episodes. and um, <laughs> This is something, like I said, it's something I like to do. This is something that I love doing every week. I love, I love doing it, just giving my humble opinion. But with my humble opinion, I'm going to make sure that I do my research. I'm going to make sure that I bring facts. I'm going to make sure that Hopefully it reach those who it needs to reach and help those who it needs to help and bless those who it needs to bless. And so I love doing this, and hopefully I'll, and God willing, I will continue to do this. Um, this will be posted onto my social media page, uh, my Twitter page. It will be posted on Anchor Podcast. I will continue to post it there so you can listen to it and get feedback or <laughs> let me know what you think I could do different or do, or do better. But until then, you guys stay safe. Have a good Monday. Have a good week. And uh, stay warm if you're out in these cold. And if it's cold, like I'm here in Philadelphia, it's frigid. There's snow everywhere, so stay warm. And um, talk with you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace.